You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hi everyone, welcome to Tarot Talk. This is episode number 38 and we are going to talk about today the Libra New Moon that is happening this Friday, October 16th. So in lieu of an interview today, I'm just going to dive a little bit deeper into not only the energy of this new moon, but some of the retrogrades and other transits. We are moving into the last quarter of the year now, um, or just the last few months really, and um, it is a heavy time both astrologically and um, politically and socially. So I thought that we could just spend a little more time discussing the upcoming transits and really the energy that is coming through for this month in October. So let's start off by diving into the Libra new moon. So a new moon is a dark moon and a dark moon happens once a month, basically um, a time I feel to really plant seeds of intention and the new moon really highlights the energy of the season that we're in. So we're in Libra season. This is a new moon in Libra and um, what we look at during this time is the the astrology of this new moon. And so what we're looking at here is Libra as an interpersonal air sign. And the tarot card associated with Libra is justice. And what Libra seeks is balance and harmony and fairness and equality, right? And we've seen these themes majorly, majorly highlighted this year. And so um, we're going to really feel into that energy. And especially now, Um, during election time when people are already at the polls many people have already voted Um, I am doing early voting tomorrow which is a few days before this podcast will come out Um, and so it's a really big theme that we're going to see right now and what we see with Libra in this energy is um, not only this this drive for social and political justice and fairness, but we see anything that is holding us back from that, right? And so what becomes highlighted is polarized thinking. Um, what becomes highlighted are the injustices of the world, and they really get center stage and, and brought into light, right? And when we think about balance, it is really just that back and forth motion of the scales. And what we're always seeking is that fairness and that harmony. But what can happen when justice is reversed or we see justice in an imbalance is that we get stuck in black or white 
or really polarized thinking, really polarized beliefs. And what justice can really teach us is how to find the balance, how to find the gray area in between, how to find the nuance between this black and white thinking. And, you know, always in the tarot card for justice, we see not only the scales, but we also see the sword. And the sword is the mind, right? The swords represent the mind and the tarot. So this is critical thinking. Um, And this is also like, what do we need to cut out, right? In order to create this balance, what do we need? What do we need to identify here that is not adding to the balance? And some of the issues that we can get stuck in when we're looking at justice is this polarized thinking. Um, and it's really, I feel like this trauma response brain that we can get stuck in this, like, if this, then that way of thinking. And we don't realize that this is just our perception and not the reality. And justice really asks us to look at that. You know, what is perception and what is reality? And perception really is our reality, but it does not mean that it's everyone else's reality because we all perceive things differently. And the other thing that I can see a lot with the Justice card and Libra um, is a sense of indecision, of weighing each decision too heavily and not being able to take action so we get stuck. And that's stuck, right? It's like, mm, if the scales aren't moving at all, yes, they're in perfect balance, but nothing's actually happening, right? And that's where we can see like perfectionism coming into play too, right? With this theme of Libra season, we can often see like we can't make a decision because we're, we're so busy worrying about the results, right? And we're so worrying, we're so busy worrying about what is going to be the outcome, um, how other people are going to perceive us, right? And so it's this idea of this self-awareness, not only internally, but externally. And when we get stuck in this perfectionistic tendencies, right? And then we're not allowing the scales to move at all. We're not allowing ourselves to take any action at all because we're so worried about making it perfect. We're so worried about the way it's going to be perceived by others, Right, so these are just some of the general themes that we see associated with Libra. We can also look deeply at relationships, you guys, because Libra is an interpersonal sign. It is in the seventh house or associated with the seventh house, which is the house of partnership, of marriage. And so when we look at Libra from this perspective, then we're really looking at relationships in all areas, how we relate to others. And if you read my newsletter this week, I'm ta- I talk deeply about this and like what it is to relate, right? To relate to someone or something is to feel a connection with it. And when we are thinking about how we relate to something, we're thinking about, we're kind of analyzing the situation or the person and we're saying like, okay, can I connect here? Do I belong here? Um, and, And we can think about that in our relationship with our job, with money, with people, with groups, with, you know, our political views, right? With anything. Do I belong? Do these people align with my thoughts and my beliefs? But really, 
Beliefs are not a static thing, you guys, right? We don't just have a belief and then it never changes, or hopefully we don't just have a belief and it never changes. Hopefully our beliefs change and grow and adapt as we do, as we change and grow and adapt and have different experiences as human beings. So if we are so solid and so staunch in our beliefs that we can never change our minds, well, then then we become self-righteous, right? And we become unable to relate to others, unable to see the world through another person's perspective. And that's a lot, a lot of what we're seeing, right? We're seeing a world divided right now by our beliefs. We're seeing a lot of self-righteous indignation where we refuse to see the world through another person's eyes or where we immediately cancel or write someone off because they hold a different belief than you. And what I'm really been thinking about a lot lately is like, have we lost critical thinking, right? That if we don't align with one thing that a person says, then we, we write them off altogether. But can you, and I'm sure we all do, right, in some form or capacity, have loved ones or coworkers or people whom we love most of the things about them, but we hold different beliefs in other areas. Um, And so, you know, how do we stand in compassion, in empathy? How do we still relate to each other? Can we look for what connects us rather than what separates us or divides us? Um, These are the questions that we're wanting to ask now during Libra season. And, you know, uh, you have a relationship with yourself, right? Just like you have a relationship with everything else. And, and so if you're wondering how to start and to do work around this theme, maybe you start there. Maybe you start with your own relationship to you and you. How do you relate to you? Um, where do you feel like you belong? Um, and move from there you know, and you can go anywhere with it, your relationship to your body, your relationship to your mind, to your spirituality, your relationship to then the things outside of you, to the earth, to food, to work, to money, um, anything, you guys. Um, it's so deep and nuanced. Um, and a good way to filter it is to look at your chart and see where Libra is in your chart. Do you, what house is it in? Uh, do you have any planets there? These kinds of things. So, um, If you want to dive a little deeper with me, you can come to my new moon ceremony. It is Friday evening from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time. We'll explore all of these things together, and then we will also um, do some meditation. I'll pull some tarot cards for you guys. I'll offer you Reiki, and we'll share our intentions. So really healing through community and holding space for each other. Um, And on that note, I also have a few other new things coming up. So I have a weekly yoga class that I'm putting on on Sunday evenings, just um, at least through the end of the year, I feel like we could all use a little extra support um, and just time to hold space for relaxation. We are in both a Mercury and Mars retrograde. So I really wanted to create some space for us to 
to take care of the REs, rest, relaxation, review. That is what is being asked of us from now until the end of the year. So if you would like to do that with me, it is just a really beautiful hour to check in with yourself. Um, And you can do that with me from anywhere. It's going to be on Zoom. So I haven't taught yoga classes since COVID hit and um, I really miss guiding you all through a practice. We'll do meditation, breath work, different restorative and yin poses. It's all going to be very relaxing, very soothing, very nourishing for the nervous system and the immune system. So join me Sundays at 5 p.m. for that. And then lastly, I have a full moon ceremony, super magical Samhain, Halloween, uh, October 30th. We've got a full moon in Taurus and it's going to be live in person socially distance event here in East Nashville. So all the details for that are up on my website and sensing is going to be joining me and giving you all a beautiful sound bath. So I'm really, really excited about it. Um, Those tickets are going to go fast because I can only fit so many with the distancing. Again, all the info for that is up on my site. I also have two openings for mentorship left for the end of the year. So if you want to work with me one-on-one for 10 weeks and deep dive into yoga, chakras, tarot, full moon stuff, astrology, whatever it is you really want to look at, um, we can look at that together one-on-one. So I've got two spots left for that. Um, and all the details are on my mentorship page. You just click the button to apply, and then we can work out a schedule together and see if it's a good fit. And also, I'm going to shut the one-on-ones off for a while because I've got some new offerings in January. So if you really want to work with me, last chance um, for now anyway. So... Thank you for listening to those announcements. Let's dive right into the cards, okay, you guys? So for this Libra New Moon, I pulled a three-card spread, and we've got um, the position of a, a card in general to represent this new moon, then what we're letting go of, what we're releasing, and then finally what we're bringing in. So I'm using two decks. I'm using the Wild Unknown and the postcards from the Liminal Space deck. So... Firstly, um, the message for this new moon, I'm pulling the four of pentacles reversed with a card that's called the blank at the crossroads. So I love the blank at the crossroads because it is literally a person standing at a crossroad and it's like they are trying to make a decision and they're not sure which decision to make. And it's kind of perfect for, like I said, that Libra energy because it often leaves us in an, in, an indecisive place, right? And it's like <laughs> the blank of the crossroads tells us that a decision needs to be made and that like there's no concept of good or bad. There's no right and wrong. You can't make the wrong choice. You just need to make a choice. And even if it is quote unquote the wrong choice, you can figure it out and make a better deal next time. So I really love to see this card because it is asking us to kind of 
I don't know, shit or get off the pot, you know? It's just like, you got to do it or you don't do it, but you can't stand in indecision forever. And with the four of pentacles in the reverse position, the fours really represent a, a type of constriction. And I often see like financial constriction here where we're really holding too tightly onto the things we have for fear of, you know, not getting more. And we can think of this as like a lack or a scarcity mentality. But when I see the energy in the reverse, position, it is uh, the moment when we start to loosen our grip, the moment when we start to say like, okay, if I don't open up this constriction, then there will not be any room for movement. And we've got to keep things in flux, in flow. We've got to expand and we've got to contract, right? And it's like through that expansion and contraction, we are able to find movement, right? And flow. And so if you're always, always, always holding tightly to our money or to people or whatever we feel attached to in our lives, then we might be creating more lack, right? But once we open up and we start to allow things, then we start to create space for receptivity. And there's this beautiful flow between give and receive. It reminds me of this poem by Rumi. Um, and it's called Bird Wings. And he says, like, your grief for what you've lost lifts a mirror up to where you're bravely working. Expecting the worst, you look, and instead there's a beautiful face you are wanting to see. Your hand opens and closes and opens and closes. If it were always a fist or always stretched open, you would be paralyzed. Your deepest presence is in your ability to continue expanding and contracting. So I messed up that last line, but but I'm really quoting this just from memory. So <laughs> bear with me, you guys. It's one of my favorite poems. It actually helped me through a really difficult time of grief in my life when I felt completely paralyzed by grief and fear after my brother's suicide. And I share that with you because, uh, you know, fear and grief, they can really paralyze us and make us um, hold and it's like we go into the fetal position and we want to protect ourselves. We want to protect our heart. Um, and so we don't move. We don't make that decision. We stand kind of at the crossroads in this paralysis. Um, and what I feel that these two cards together are really asking us to do is to open, is to soften, is to, you know, just let in whatever we can, even if it's just the tiniest bit of expansion and contraction. Um, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be monumental. Um, but what can we let go of? Where can we soften our grip just a little bit, just a little bit? Um, and that when we do allow for that softness and that opening, that there will be um, more choices available to us than maybe we had seen before. You know, and, and with this card, it's like, 
Um, if you're if you're just holding on to what you have, or you're keeping around you things that are kind of what you want, but not really what you want, then you're not having space for the things that are really right for you, that are really aligned with you. If you're too busy focusing on keeping what you have, um, then you're not able to see other opportunities um, that might be better aligned. Okay, so for what we are releasing, I'm pulling the full reversed with snip snip. And snip snip is a set of scissors, right? So it's like, okay, we are cutting some karmic cords here. We are ready to, again, let go and release. Um, and with the full reverse, to me, the full reversed is being stuck in indecision. It's like, we don't want to take the leap. We're letting fear hold us back. And so, wow, this new moon really feels like we are going to get, we are ready to make some big movement that maybe we were not ready for in in the past that maybe we thought that we were stuck because we didn't see the opportunities that were there yet. Um, and snip, snip, you know, this doesn't really feel like, you know, like snipping out any kind of like relationship or toxicity. Um, although it might be because hell, this is a Libra new moon. Um, but it feels like really snipping away the fear or the belief or the habit or the action or possibly even the inaction that has been holding us back from taking the leap, um, the self-trust needed to take the leap, you know, and that, that leap that the fool takes is really a leap of faith and it does require a lot of self-trust. Um, and so it feels like a really beautiful thing to be releasing what has been holding us back. Okay. And then finally, um, what is coming in, what we are moving into is the ace of wands with you wished for this. And so this is a really beautiful card combination. I love to see it. The ace of wands is like a spark. It's a new idea. It's a new passion. Um, I am pulling this in the reverse position, so it may take a little bit to come through. Um, but whenever I see an ace reversed, it's generally like, Okay, keep your eyes open for again these new opportunities. So don't don't put the blinders on. Make sure that even if it doesn't seem like, oh, maybe that's not for me, maybe that's not in my wheelhouse, be open to everything that comes through, even if you don't perceive it to be exactly what you were expecting. Try to take your expectation out of it and really just be open to whatever's coming in because you wished for this. And you know what, you guys, sometimes when we wish for something it has the same energy that we want is the same vibration that we want but it doesn't come in the same kind of packaging outer packaging so just make sure to tune into yourself with your intuition and your emotion and see if it aligns energetically with you right so a really great way to bypass the mind is to get into the feeling of it when we know the feeling of what we want and then we come into contact with something that gives us that feeling then we know it's for us. And you wish for this simply means that the thing that we want more than anything else is being made manifest, right? And so to remember that we're never a victim of our circumstances, that we are the architects of our lives and our plans. So this feels like a really, really beautiful expression of the energy that we're moving into. 
on this new moon. Okay, you guys, let's move on to, I pulled a few other sets of cards. One was for Mercury retrograde and the other for Mars retrograde. And I really wanted to do a little bit of a deeper investigation here with the cards because Mercury just went retrograde starting on, I believe it was Wednesday, October 13th. And that retrograde is going to stay with us through to election time. So the first week of November. So for the next, you know, for about four weeks, um, maybe more, I think it's about four weeks, we're going to be in the energy of this retrograde. And like I mentioned earlier, retrogrades ask us to do all of the REs. So rest, review, realign, um, restore, um, all of the things that are really about looking backwards rather than moving forwards. And with Mercury being the planet of communication what and technology, what this can look like is, you know, it's asking us to do way more internal processing, but it could also cause a lot of frustration because of like technological difficulties. And so we need to be really careful at this time um, just with like our day-to-day -day stuff and especially with voting, right, you guys, because it's already happening. Like I am recording this a few days ahead and uh, today on the news, I saw that in California, there were fake ballot boxes being placed on the streets by Republican parties. And then also um, some voting got shut down in Virginia because of a cord getting cut. So, you know, tampering with the election and how is this going to, you know, Know, settle in for what you know what's going to happen on November 3rd are we going to be able to know um, the results of the election on the 3rd um, and you know just taking it down to like a personal level you know just making sure that your emails uh, go out and they don't get stuck in your draft box or that you you know if you're making travel plans or you're needing to travel or sign any contracts during this time that you like you know double check and triple check and have somebody else look at your edits before you, you know, sign the dotted line or push sends or whatever it is, type in your credit card number. Just like, you know, we don't stop living our lives during Mercury retrograde or any retrograde for that matter, but we just, um, take some extra time to really review and make sure that all the uh, T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and all of that, that jazz. Okay, you guys, so nothing to fear. Um, when I look at retrogrades, I'm always just trying to remind myself to incorporate more rest and time for internal processing. So again, that's why I was inspired to create my uh, weekly unwind restorative class just as a reminder that this is a really important time to be doing this work okay so what I pulled for this mercury retrograde period is the ten of swords you guys and swords again are the card of the mind of the ego and the 10 is the last card in the in the um, sword suit. So what we are really being asked to do when we're in the 10 of swords energy is to let go. I've already talked about this, but it is the release point. So it is time for us to look at the ways in which we have sabotaged ourselves, in the ways in which we have created victimhood in our lives, in the ways in which we are a martyr, that we have kind of stabbed ourselves in the back. Um, you know, or like I, I saw one interpretation of this 
card. Um, I think it's the modern witch tarot where like all the swords are in her back and she's just like still scrolling through her phone. Like I'm fine. Right. And so we can like even disassociate from the ways in which we do this. But the card from the liminal space that I pulled with it is memory lane. And so what a beautiful opportunity to look back. Right. Um, and see, look through some of the darker recesses of the mind, of the memory, and see some of these self-sabotaging beliefs and change them. Like I said earlier, Libra season, right, is a time to see how we relate. And that includes how we relate to ourselves. Um, We change and grow. We're allowed to change and grow. You're allowed to change your mind. And when you change your mind, you change your actions and you change your beliefs, right? And so looking back and, and reviewing what worked for me last year and what didn't. And maybe it's even just right now on a day-to-day basis, what worked for me today and what didn't. When we have this type of self-awareness and this curiosity, then we really can allow ourselves to make changes, right? And see the things that don't serve us and, and act from it. When we can look back and again, adopt that kind of like critical thinking and not take things so personally and be able to take feedback from ourselves and from other people. Maybe we ask our partner, what worked for you today? What worked for you this week? What didn't, right? And so we are having a chance to go back down memory lane. Maybe it's day by day. Maybe you want to review a little bit about um, the last few years or maybe even back a little bit further into your childhood and see what kind of values you had then, or maybe the values that you were modeled. Um, and what is different now? And if your actions are really in line with those values, um, I do think that we have a big opportunity here for a lot of healing of the past of the inner child, Um, so that we can move forward into a new way of thinking. And what my hope is, is that this new way of thinking is what will serve you better and also what will serve society better. So not so polarized and more focused around unity consciousness. And again, seeing how we're really all connected. All right. And then the the last thing I wanted to pull a card for was the Mars retrograde. And the Mars retrograde is where Mercury is about our thoughts, right? The swords, the ego. Mars is more about our actions, right? And so with both of these things in retrograde, it's like less movement and external um, communication and more internal processing. And what I pulled for the Mars retrograde is the four of swords. So again, another card about introspection, about intuition. So checking in with yourself before you take action. And I pulled it with glitch and glitch is kind of one of those cards where it's like, Oh, the glitch was placed there, um, for a reason to make you need to like update. There was something you were outed, you were running on outdated software. Right. And so like, even if you come across a glitch, it's a good thing because it gives you the opportunity to stop and to really reboot. Right. Um, so 
Another just reminder to check in with the intuition and to, to stop, you know, the four of swords is about worry and it's another four, right? Another card about constriction. It it can feel frustrating to not be able to like know what's ahead and to feel like things aren't working out for you. Um, and that is a great time to actually stop and realign. Okay, you guys, so this has been a long one. I thank you for hanging in here with me. I hope that this serves you well, and hopefully I will see you either at an event or over on the IG. Let me know what you think about this episode and how you're feeling, and if you enjoy this podcast, please share it. Please rate. uh, Take a moment to write a review. It helps other people find the podcast too. And I look forward to talking to you all again on the next full moon. Take care.